everybody. Welcome to UGA Sports Live. My name is Rodney DeBolsey. I'm joined by Dane Young and, of course, Jim Donnan, the former Georgia Bulldogs head coach. The number one reason everybody is tuned in on a uh, Tuesday evening at 6.30. We appreciate everybody uh, bearing with us as we moved our time around. We needed to uh, make accommodations for some meetings earlier in the day. And now that those are wrapped up, we have Coach joining us, and he's here to answer your questions. And, of course, we're going to pepper him with ours uh, if you would, please share this with your friends. We love it when you folks share this show on your social media sites. I like love going on Facebook and seeing that somebody shared it. It it does mean a lot to us. It really helps us because, I mean, uh, the more Actually, we can share I it, somebody, better, so. I saw somebody when I was eating lunch today. They told me they said that they saw it, that we were going to uh, be on the 630 tonight. So I said, well, that's good. You've got to eat lunch today, too. <laughs> So, so hey, for those of you person did it, and uh, my daughter was on her way to uh, get something to eat, and said it popped up on her Facebook that we were going to be on at six thirty. So she told me she was missing it, but she'd watch it when she got home. Nice. So I appreciate all the folks that are tuning in. Uh, number there, if you have a question, go ahead and pour one, uh, uh, pop it into the uh, comment section there, and we will get to it. Uh, first things first. Coach uh, Georgia lost a former mascot today, and I know that we got a lot to talk about, but I think. Uh, that's newsworthy. You know, Q, yeah, Q's a two-time is. winner. It definitely is. Uh, you know, nobody has a mascot like ours, and it's 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 family for all of us. And, of course, the Siler family, all the love, and, uh, you know, lost their, their father this year too. So uh, it's been a tough year. Coach, what was your I, – I know you know college football, so you knew about Ugga before you got the Georgia job, but – just when you realized what that family, what that institution, what that mascot means to the fan base, what was your intro to that when you first became Georgia's head coach? I'll never forget it. Uh, we were talking about the uh, – Claude Felton and I were talking about our first uh, cover for the uh, – back then, you know, the uh, annual thing that you put out for the team, you know, that was a big deal. But we try, It's kind of keep up with everybody, show your facilities and all that, and and uh, he said that that he presented. He said, "Well, you know, a lot of people like to see Ugga on the front." I said, "Ugga on the front <laughs> of our deal." I said, "Come on, I want to put the players on it." But uh, after I was here, I could see why that. But I mean, that just kind of shocked me that we were considering Ugga over uh, Hans Ward and some of those guys. But he made sense, though. It was definitely something that I should have considered. But that was my first deal there. Hey, I'll tell you another quick story. One of uh... Georgia's biggest donors, this guy that you, know, you, you you wouldn't know him from anybody else. He doesn't ask for a whole lot. He's given a ton of money to UGA. And, you know, when you're given money like that, they're like, well, what would you want? Do you want to sit down with, you know, Mark Rick? Do you want to sit down with Kirby Smart? Do you want to, you want to have dinner with so-and-so? When you give big money, you get big access. And he goes, can, can I get on the field and get a picture of Ugga with my kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you the other thing with me. That's, was, that's all we wanted—a picture of the Vaga. On our first trip, I was trying to uh, change a little bit, you know, put the bigger kids in first class and all the the people that ride in first class who do a good job for us. But they were, you know, administrators and all. And they said, "Well, you know, we got to save a place for Ugga up there." So I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I found out pretty quick, but uh, I tell you, Ugga. Deserved everything he got. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, in the news, there's not a whole lot of coaching news, which is good. Uh, but again, you did point out that uh, a 
either last week's show or the week before, you mentioned that Georgia has had very little coaching change. Uh, and then, of course, uh, T-Rob is hired, Muschamp steps down. And, of course, as the NFL and uh, coaching carousel continues, I'm sure that a lot of Georgia coaches are being looked at. But nothing's really changed a whole lot this week that we need to deal with. Uh, but the, I guess the big news of the weekend was Caleb Downs was looking at coming to Georgia. He, he was coming to Georgia. Now he's going to Ohio State. Ohio State's spending a ton of money on NIL. Uh, Texas is as well. Texas A&M is as well. And I guess we need to touch on the fact that Caleb was coming until he wasn't. It was a done deal. Coach, give me your thoughts on that whole situation, and then we're going to touch on who Georgia actually has. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been – you can't beat a dead horse to death. It was certainly close. It's kind of like a guy getting ready to – guy or girl getting ready to get married and then not walking down the aisle. I mean, the kid was over here looking at apartments, getting his self straight for getting admitted and Dr. Moorhead had worked that out for him at late admittance over, over after the drop ad. And uh, something really changed between about two 30 on Friday and uh, eight 30 when he announced. So, and you know, a lot of speculation about the money and I'm sure it is, but uh, you know, I think deep down the, uh, you know, he, he he had an affiliation with Ohio State when we were recruiting him before. I mean, I don't know if the family was mad about not taking his brother or what, but uh, and then there's rumors about that Ohio State's actually given his father a job up there. So he is a coach, so who knows? But he's definitely a good player and he's a good kid. Uh, but we got a lot of them that we want to talk about tonight, and I'm sure your other show that you beat it to death too so uh hey he's, he's not coming here but uh we'll still we'll still have a chance to have a good team well with your coach's eye that's why we had the idea to do it this way let's talk about the guys in georgia's secondary this coming year and I, I tried to group these into corner and safety and star but coach you know that some of these guys are cross-trained and could play multiple spots so correct me if i have that mislabeled right. i'll start with some corners dalen everett you know, I think the thing about Everett, he's had so many people scrutinize him because we were so good at the other corner with uh, Lassiter that everybody seems to think to look about what he can't do. But I really felt like that interception in the bowl game is really going to propel him to a big spring. He's got a lot of confidence now. He, he really worked against some good receivers for the last two years. He's a very talented guy, and uh, I think the sky's the limit potential with his size, speed, and now that he's had – the rigors of being exposed to the competition and having some success and some balls thrown on him. But you see those that happen in the pros. These guys get beat, but I'm high on Everett. Julian Humphrey. I was just uh, really happy to get Julio back because I saw what he could do when he had the opportunity. Uh, and, and then he got his shoulder hurt, a, kind of a weird injury to his scapula. I can't pronounce exactly what they call it, but, uh, he, that put him behind the eight ball. But uh, the fact that he stayed is really going to be huge for us because now we're going to have not only him, but also another guy that stayed in uh, Harris that we'll talk about. But Julio's got the kind of speed and the, the catch-up speed that you need at corner. Not real physical, but he's a very good cover guy, probably among the better cover guys we got. And uh, he really has uh, big-time potential. You took the transition, Daniel Harris. Well, Daniel's another one that uh, looked like he might be in the portal, and then the day later he stayed. 
but you can imagine the angst that these kids have when they got people tell them they can go play somewhere else and so and so is going to be here and all that but uh, he's very long uh not real put together as far as being extreme look like keely as far as built up but he can cover and he's got long arms and uh gonna be a real fight i would say dog fight but this is georgia bulldog it's gonna be a real fight for that those corner positions chris peel chris peel can, can really run and uh i tell you i was so so disappointed in the fact he got a toe injury early on in fall camp really put him behind the eight ball because you know a, a guy's really counting on his feet to be a, a corner and he was struggling but he was trying he's out there meeting and on the field and listening but uh made dramatic improvement over the bowl game i'm talking about those 15 16 practices he had going full boat he's a real sleeper for us I'm, and i'm fired up about peel really I, that's because uh, again to your point we well, haven't heard a whole lot about it get you man i really would <laughs> when you said really Hey, I'm just telling no, you. I'm just glad because, again, we don't hear about him a whole lot. So. about Phil because of his foot and everything, but uh, yeah. he, he's good. I would just had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Uh, Pride of Bishop Gorman, Justin Rett. Well, Justin has been around and, uh, you know, more of a safety type probably, but can play star. Uh, you, know, you know, he's got some ability, but he's not quite as talented maybe as some of these other guys. And uh, he's got to get in there on special teams and just keep developing. He's a guy that, though, like, if you've seen Kirby keep defensive backs around here in the way they surface later in their career, like Amir Speed or or uh, the kid that transferred to uh, Arkansas. I mean, he, he's got a chance, but I, I don't see him being a, a one of the top guys right now. The true freshman coming in that could participate at corner, Ellis Robinson. Well, I mean, that, that's just a given. We had not had many guys come in with the physical traits that he has. I mean, he's ranked as the top corner in the country, and that's – he should be. And uh, got really long arms, can ex really explode on the ball. And uh, what I liked about him in the few days he was here to work with our guys, he uh, – I didn't see a lot of them, but I saw a couple days. And he, he jumped right in there against the good guys and challenged them. I mean, this guy's going to be a force for Georgia. Mr. Everything Swainsboro, DeMello Jones. Well, I tell you, watching DeMello in that playoff game, I mean, good Lord. I mean, he tried to carry that team on his back. And uh, he, he's just a, a Georgia kid that wants to be on our team. Uh, and will. he's just got so much talent that he's a little raw in certain skills right now because they don't, you know, you don't get a lot of technique no matter where you are. But he'll get that here. Uh, he, the sky's the limit for DeMello. Andre Evans. I'm just telling you right now, mark this guy down in your black book of people to watch because he is really a guy that is a technician. Uh, I like the way he, he worked on the field, listened, uh, no-nonsense type guy. He's physical looking. He jumped up in drills, and, and you know, we do the uh, tackling drill where you don't put him on the ground but get off blocks and do things. I was really impressed with him. I'm talking about close to making my mouth water, but not making my mouth water. But he, uh, for the fans that know me, that if I give him a mouth water, I mean, a, a mouth water is Jalen Carter uh, first day. But this guy is really, I mean, 
And I'm not overrating these kids right here. I'm telling you straight out. Yeah, yeah you were straight. You were honest. You said this so and so won't be good. So and so or not good. Well, won't not be in the top. They won't, but I'm just gonna say this kid here, you hear so much about Robinson and DeMello Jones, but he's right in there ability wise. I mean, really good player. Well, let me pause there and ask that group of corners and there's still transfer portal. Things could happen and people could be added. But how do you feel about that position group? I feel really good. I mean, certainly we lost, uh, Hank, you know, Harris, which I would have felt even better if he was here. I mean, Nyland Green had his chances here and never was able to break the lineup. He was a little bit stiff in the hips, uh, but could really run. So we, we've got the talent there. We don't have the experience. And the one thing that we got to take into account, Certainly, we got Kirby Smart here to help, but we're going to have two new secondary coaches, and the players are going to have to adjust to that, just like the the coaches adjust to the players. So that's going to be a learning curve too. Uh, you know, our practices, although T. Rob's been around that style, but I think that's going to be something that'll help the the guys that hadn't had quite the chance that maybe the others had. New lease on life with new coaches, you know, and of course, much champ will be around too. But I think uh, everybody knows that sometimes when you bring in somebody new you, as a new coach, maybe you didn't get that shot. I, I'll give you a great example. We had a center at Marshall who I thought was pretty dang good, but Chris Selfo didn't like him for some reason, not personally, but just didn't think he was very good. And we, you know, we he didn't play well the next year. Uh, after he left, he started, and then the next year he started, and he got drafted in the second round by the Jaguars. So, I mean, sometimes stuff like that, uh, you know, a guy just needs a new coach. Let's move over to potential safeties, starting with, with probably George's best defensive player. That probably may not even need to be there. Malachi Starks. Yeah, among the better players in the country uh, when you talk about Got to be top 10 all-around player in the country and just uh, loves to play, has gotten better. As a tremendous example of getting coached up his first spring was kind of fish out of water, having been a defensive player but more of an offensive player in high school. And, boy, he came in here and took, took the coach Muschamp and coach Smart and uh, saw what he did in that Oregon game. But, this guy here is just uh, gives you something that nobody has much of. You'd mentioned guys that stay on the roster and just keep finding little bits of playing time. David Daniel Sistina. Yeah, I like his toughness. I like the fact he knows what to do. He's been around. And every time he's had a chance, you know, he's come in and done a pretty good job. He got to play up there at Tennessee a couple years ago when we moved uh, some guys around in the coverage. And uh, he's a guy that's going to – you just don't take for granted and give that job to K.J. Bolden or, you know, a new guy. He, they're going to have to run through him to get it because he knows what to do and he's good on special teams. I'm glad we got him. Ja'Cory Thomas. Ja'Cory's a little thicker than uh, David, but uh, he'll hit you. Uh, needs to work on his ball skills and work on uh, some other uh, coverages, but uh, he's another guy that's just – been around the system and he'll uh, he'll benefit from the spring getting those extra reps. Uh, he, he's somebody you're going to have to beat out to get on the two deep. Fan favorite Dan Jackson. Dan the man. I'm telling you now. I, I love that kid. He does what he's supposed to every day. He practices hard. He's earned that right 
and he can cover. I mean, he's a tremendous special teams guy, great on blocking kicks, and uh, just wants to be a Georgia Bulldog. I mean, and we've seen him in the dime package play. He played in the nickel sometime as a sub, and uh, can't have enough of Dan Jackson, in my opinion. Incoming freshman, K.J. Bolden. Well, K.J., uh, just an outstanding athlete, played both ways over there. Buford got the link, uh, got everything you want. You know, he's going to have to learn the system and all, and it's not an easy system because of the checks and all, but he can cover, and uh, he, he knows how to play the ball in the air and with his receiver skills, a lot like Malachi there, you know, can play the ball. And, uh, you know, just – He's just going to have to earn his spurs, but uh, you guys, you got two five-star guys there in, in uh, him and Ellis Robinson, and there should be, I mean, they're top 15 players in the country. Yeah, Same number question. one safety, number one cornerback. I mean, that's that's a pretty good class. Number one inside linebacker. Yeah. So we, we we had a couple more. Who's that, Chiron? Uh, well, well, we same question about safeties. You feel good about that group? I got to talk about Jonel Aguero. I mean, I was getting to star. I was separating that. Oh, but we'll go, let, let's go into, yeah, let's go yeah, into hey, Aguero. Yeah. Hey, this guy here is just uh, can knock you back, and he can cover too. And uh, he he'll fit, he'll fit right in there for when Tack with Tacky leaving, and uh, really benefit from having not to be the guy as a freshman because he probably wasn't right you know, rightfully ready to go in there and jump in and play all the stuff you got to play. But, uh, man, I'm telling you now, I kid about him being a Mike Tyson guy. I mean, you know, there, there's guys that, that uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and all that, like Mike Tyson, Woo! this guy can knock you back now. He's thick, and uh, he can cover and loves to play football. And Kyron Jones. Kyron is uh, from the same area there that Peel – from Charlotte has got pretty good speed, but he's, he's got to work some to get to be in the too deep. I mean, he's just not, uh, doesn't have the hips and the flexibility that I've seen some of our guys have, but uh, he, he definitely improved a lot from coming in. He, both of those guys didn't come in till uh, June, but uh, he's, he'll have to play on special teams to really get on the field. I think. So overall impressions of safety star, non-cornerback defensive backs? Well, uh, you know, you got a big difference between potential and performance, but I give potential an A+. Plus, uh, and the guys that have performed probably B plus to A- minus because of Starks helps it out. But we got a lot of question marks, you know, that when these guys got to come in there when the band's playing and do it. But they're going to be a lot better because of the guys we're going to have in the the seven positions, other positions out there, or the six if we have a star. So uh, the the collective defensive group is going to accentuate each other. Just the way the game's played now, Coach, I look at this in terms of roster management. I feel like every team is always looking for more wide receivers, and I think every team is looking for more cornerbacks, Georgia included. Well, you sound like – Kirby Smart, you know, <laughs> he loves those. Uh, you got he's trying to first of all make sure we got enough people to really be good on special teams. And if you look at our special teams, two gunners uh, last year were Arian Smith and 
and uh, the kid from Missouri, uh, those two guys did a tremendous job, but they were wide receivers too. So you got to have – you can't have enough receivers and defensive backs, particularly corners. Uh, corners are – I mean, particularly guys that can play as much man as we play, uh, hard to come by. But, you know, we, we love to play man and we like to play match and we like to play two man. So that's not going to change. Coach, along those lines, we had a question that came in on Facebook, and I want to, while you're talking defense and talking secondary, let me see it. Uh, this comes from Dog O'Clock. He says, what is Georgia's base defense? Even uh, base coverage. He wants When you're expecting Georgia to line up, what do you see them line up in as their normal or their majority? Well, we're more of a three-down look, but we can get to a four-down. But, you know, we, we play – you know, nose tackle and two uh, defensive ends. And then we have a jack linebacker and a, you know, star. But uh, basically, uh, uh, it's just a uh, – it's a basic 5-2 defense. But, you know, the three guys are can be anywhere between the nose guard and out to the tackles. And then those ends can be nine or out wide or – I don't want to get into too much – but we can also play all these different packages where we have a four-man front too. But our basically is three down. That's what I thought. Just wanted to. I figure if the if the guy, if dog o'clock's gonna go ahead and ask it, I figure I'd get you to answer it. And what know. time is dog o'clock really? I mean, I want to know. Same time as all the, the dog. Time. It's dog o'clock all the time. I think it's a great handle. That's a, that's it. really good. Dog. Or her, I don't know who it is, but they sent it in. We had some pretty good questions. To pop I had up a there. We got some in the comment section too that we'll get to. I had a guy that played high school with me at six o'clock. I told this guy that I had this uh, thing going at six thirty, and he still called me. So, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, I had a guy in, on my team is called Johnny Six O'clock. He called because he's real tall. He liked to call himself Six O'clock. It was pretty good. I, I love it. Right, speaking of uh, clock, uh, speaking of time, I should say, when you get a chance, swing by our friends over at Athens Ford. It's always a good time to get an Athens Ford vehicle because you're going to get a lifetime powertrain warranty on it, and that's good forever or however long you live. I mean, if you think about it, uh, to have a lifetime powertrain warranty when you have all the things that can go wrong with a vehicle, you don't have to worry about that if you're getting a vehicle from Athens Ford. And that's not to say uh, you can get that at every Ford dealership. That is specific to Athens Ford. So I had someone hit me up the other day and said, hey, I'm at this uh, dealership. I'm like, well, you're not going to get it. Like, oh, what, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you got to go to Athens Ford to get that. Now, of course, it's not on every vehicle they sell, but it's on the vast majority. Of course, all the new ones and most of their pre-owned. So if, you ha if you're buying a car over there, a Toyota, uh, Ford, you know, Honda, whatever, and it's under 80,000 miles, very likely it will have a lifetime powertrain warranty on it. So when it comes to being a good steward of your time, check out Athens Ford and uh, they will take great care of you when you go out there. Also want to mention our friends in myperfectfranchise.net, uh, Andy Ludecki and uh, uh, Brent, they do yeoman's work when it comes to taking somebody who has limited amount of time because you have a job, you have a career and saying, look, uh, if you want to get out of the rat race and you want to do something new, you want to try something uh, that allows you to build wealth, not just work for somebody else. If you want to be the person in charge, you want to have a lot more uh, PTO, you want to be the person in command, build something that you can hand down to your kids. 
go to Andy Ludecki at myperfectfranchise.net and he will guide you through the thousands upon thousands of franchises that are out there for your amount of time, your amount of investment and what you want to do with your life. So hit him up and they are a, um, both of them are fantastic at knowing the right questions to ask. The worst thing you can do is go into something with an assumption about how things work. They can ask the right questions so that you don't get caught unawares. So check out myperfectfranchise.net. And uh, just like a bunch of other Georgia uh, readers of UGA Sports have done, there's a bunch of brand new business owners in this uh, market who you know, follow Georgia football. And it's uh, you can't go wrong with them, I guarantee it. And it doesn't cost you anything. So hit them up when you get a chance. A lot of the people who have been following Georgia football have also been following Alabama football, not just for Caleb Downs, but just to see how many players are leaving from Alabama. Coach, are you seeing that in your circles too, of just people keeping their eyes on whatever that roster is turning into in Tuscaloosa right now? Yeah, I think it's a real uh, tough situation for, for them, but, uh, which I'm not going to worry about them. But I, I do feel like that they'll probably have the uh, most unbelievable amount of choices to pick from around the country in the uh, May portal that they'll be stacked up like cordwood wanting to go there. They're just going to have to decide who to take because they're going to have so many numbers. But uh, they'll get some all-star players to make up. But the question will be, can they put it all together? Not, you know, when you bring in so many guys. But uh, I think their their uh, talent pool will be very similar to the team that they just lost after May. I just, I just think it'll be a who's who of – college players going into Alabama in May. See, what I hear when you say that, and I know the holes on Florida's roster, knowing that they need a lot of transfer help, not just Florida, but other teams too, that there's going to be some teams that kind of get left out in the cold here because there's just Alabama would have higher pickings in the pecking order. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Florida tried that last year, but a lot of the guys they got just weren't good enough, and then they some of their better players have left. And they're going to have the same situation uh, this this spring when they're going to try to fortify their team, and they might be able to help them some, but nothing nothing like what Alabama's going to do. I just uh, and it's not because I think that's the utopia or anything. It's just you just look at a kid that was overlooked or is playing on a mediocre team or is playing on a good team, but you, you, he's got the opportunity and and sees the position need at that place at a place like Alabama he's going to look at it he's going to look at it hard and then you add the NIL to it that uh, if he's at a big school it won't be as much different but you know a smaller uh, smaller school uh, it's amazing what those kids don't get hardly anything so uh, it'll be a significant difference in their talent level after the spring it'll just be really night and day I think and I can hear how I can hear the sympathy in your voice. Yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, we'll we'll have the same situation that uh, there'll be some guys that maybe we can pick up because some guys that might leave. But it's just the way of the world now. I mean, you got to adjust uh, until they make a different rule. You got free agency twice a year in college football. And then you have, well, I mean, look at basketball. The entire basketball team changes every year, if it seems right, like. Right, right. I mean, 
and uh, I can't even recognize some of these guys on our uh, different uh, spring sports because of the same thing. I mean, uh, guys that have left and people have come come in, and same thing with the women too. So uh, yeah, you're right. Baseball. Yeah. I mean, look at Oklahoma softball. They won three straight national championship, and they picked up two girls from teams. One of them from Oklahoma State, which I'm not going to hold it against her, but she's a really good pitcher, and she had one year left, and she transferred to Oklahoma to try to win the national championship because they had a need because the Oklahoma pitcher left to go back to Nebraska because her boyfriend was there and she was homesick. So, you know, things like that happen, but uh, that's just the way of the world, man. It's the way of the world. Plus, it doesn't hurt today. I'll get at least fifty grand to play softball there too. Fifty grand. That's what I said. I didn't stutter. I'm just. I think I oh, you might be drunk or something. I mean, it's seven o'clock. So. Yeah. Hey, you know me. Everybody out there knows me. First drink I take will be the first one I've had in a long time. I don't drink. I know. I saw, I saw a bottle of liquor in your cabin. Thing never been opened. That was for. Yeah. That was for the. Uh, Recruits, mothers, and dads. <laughs> Sign here. Side here. Coach, you uh, know one of uh, Oklahoma's uh, softball prospects right here at North Oconee High School. She's and, committed, isn't she? Set, yeah. A catch? Uh-huh. Her catch her for the 2025 class. I heard she's a good hitter. I mean, yeah, Switzer sent me some money. I went out there and gave it to her. No, he <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of money, we got a question from CCUJ. He says, what is the best way to help out Georgia's NIL fund, but for poor folks like me? So here's a question for you, Coach. Uh, we're, we're talking well, about we NIL. Some, if we got some different, different ways to do it. I mean, you can do it monthly and just pay a minimum amount or do whatever you want to do. But uh, there's a lot of different ways. But it's nice of you to offer. I mean, every little bit helps. Can you explain uh, the uh, the Classic City Collective and their uh, monthly program? Yeah, so they have just different tiers. I think the lowest one is the uh, 21 Club, so that represents Georgia's 21 sports, the teams that Georgia has. And so that'd be $21 a month. Uh, Classic City Collective does that. You can do double that. You can do triple that. You could talk to them and, and do more if that's what you wanted to do. But that also gets you access to some of the stuff that they put together over there. Um, I got to know Matt Hibbs uh, pretty well um, about a year or two ago and just kind of see the CCC on the ground level. And I think they've kind of grown and gotten more organized and that's necessary as this goes forward. You know, we don't know what the future of all this holds, but Georgia has uh, some smart people at, at the middle of all this, but look, this, it takes a war chest to do this right, right now. Yeah, and if you get a bunch of people, um, given 21 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or whatever. Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but you get a hundred, then you get a thousand, then you get a 5,000, 10,000, 10,000 people given 21 bucks a month that adds up. So think about it. You have 93,000 people in the stadium. If you could get 10% of those people to give 21 bucks a month, what kind of uh, a return you would get on that. And uh, you can kind of see it behind me. There's a bottle of hunker vodka on the table back there. Uh, if you're really broke and you can't do 21 bucks a month, just hell switch from Tito's vodka to hunker vodka. <laughs> you, you will be helping out UGA just by drinking. So it's, it's not rock. It's not hard. And, uh, consume, uh, the, um, 
the vodka that's not actively working against you, giving money to Texas. So that's one of the best ways you can do it. And I'm not shilling for CCC when I say this, or Georgia, in fact, but all the disappointment with the Caleb Downs, and I get that, Georgia's biggest recruit this offseason was Carson Beck. Because you look at NFL and NFL draft, he could be right there in the mix and be a productive player on an NFL team next year. And he's coming back to Georgia, and that helps Georgia in a lot of ways. Him having the keys to that offense for a full offseason, another year to grow with Mike Bobo, it really puts Georgia in an advantageous spot because even with Ohio State doing all the stuff it's done in its roster, there's still some unknown at quarterback with either Walker Howard from Kansas State or Julian Sayan, who hasn't played college football yet. So we'll see. I, I like Georgia's spot there with an experienced quarterback that ran an explosive offense. Well, you're right. right. Without the NIL, you don't get him. Yep. So, yep. Um, you got a thought, Coach? No, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Smart move by Kirby keeping him here. I mean, you got to go play at Alabama, at Texas, and at Ole Miss. I mean, three tough places and take a new quarterback into the, all three of those. Be rough. You know, and even when people talk about the schedule right now, Coach, Georgia has Clemson to start. There are some really good players on that football team. I know that they're not peak Clemson from a couple titles, but that's not some cakewalk. Yeah, yeah it's tough. tough oh, you know, as Dabo said after the game, they won five in a row. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll be tough. I mean, they got good – Good front on defense, yeah, and, and uh, you know they got advantage there a little bit. Matt Luke knows a lot about what we're doing, coaching O line now, and uh, so. But but I saw the early line on the game was thirteen, but who knows? It'll be it'll probably come down. I don't worry about the lines, except it's a pretty good indicator of what everybody thinks about the level of each team. I suspect over the next six months, all Kate Klubnick is going to hear is you have to protect the ball. And all those defensive backs that we just talked about, they're going to have some opportunities to get some turnovers in that game. I know we're six months away from a preview, but. Mm. No, you're right. You were also talking about uh, you know the fact that Carson Beck could have gone into the NFL. We have a question from Athens Bound, another good uh, handle, Athens Bound. He said, uh, how many Georgia players get drafted this year? Just put you on the spot, Coach. Give me, give, give me your number of Georgia players get drafted. Well, first of all, I want to give our good friend Patrick Garvin a, a little bit of love for a really good uh, piece on rating the players and talking about their pro chances and looking up all that stuff because, you know, he does a good job of that. But uh, from my perspective, I, I'd say we got eight to ten draftable guys and we got three or four probably uh, that could go – free agents and, you know, like that. But uh, three guys for sure, first-round possibilities and Bowers, Mims, and uh, Lasseter. And then goes on down, you know, got some pretty good players. So is that what you're alluding to there? Yes, sir. I don't have so, my uh, – Well, hey, how do you like the way I – I like the way I teed up your website there. <laughs> I do like it. I do. Well, I hear. And I love the fact that uh, Athens Bound asked a question that we're ready to answer because Patrick Garvin did the work. He has the mock drafts up. And of course, you see Brock Bowers, Maris Mims, Kamari Lasser, Lad McConkie, Javon Bullard, Cedric Van Pran, uh, Taki Smith. Zion Logue is getting some love. Kendall Milton's getting some love, as is Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint. So 
I'm no genius. I, I did graduate from Georgia back when you could get in pretty easy, and that's 10 players. So right. possibility. Think about it. If you well, could I, didn't say, I didn't see that when I said 8 to 10. I was just from a memory. But uh, right, good job. The thing, the thing that we got, and I'm going to brag on Kirby and our staff, is these guys have been trained to play at the pro level. I mean, they know what – they know how – first of all, offensive lineman knows how to play different kind of protection schemes as compared to just RPOs where it's always a run block and it could be a pass. So they know how to read uh, different looks and different pass sets and all that, i.e. that's why so many of our old linemen have been drafted the last couple of years. Our D-line guys know how to rush the passer. Even though we don't get a lot of sacks, we get a lot of pressures. Our corners know how to play man coverage. Our safeties know how to play the field. And so, and the other thing, if you're running back or wide receiver, they know you've been subjected to playing special teams, which a lot of pretty boy people don't want to do. And you get up there and you're second or second team and they got to have them. They only got a 53 man roster. So you look at what uh, White was able to do this year. He worked his ass off last year, played on special teams. They had the good back from Alabama playing for the Raiders. He got hurt. White that hung in there with special teams, got it shot as a running back, and now got all that tape that the rest of the league sees. He's got 100 yards a couple games, and if something happens, he gets, you know, somebody wants to pick up a, somebody in a trade and offer more or something like that. That's the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? So you got a guy like Cook and Swift that can catch the ball out of the backfield pass protect, know how to read coverages and do all that. That's why they're both going to the Pro Bowl. I want yeah, to your give- point, I, just you look at the number of Georgia freshmen. So you had 15 guys drafted, then you had 10 guys drafted. The number of guys that actually blew up or saw the field during their rookie year is pretty damn impressive because, you know, they're, they're, they've been through it before. We had, if you, you can get 10 first- more drafted this year and you can go to a kid and say, look, We've had 35 players drafted over the last three years. You put That's the Pittsburgh Steelers on, and you got three guys on their offensive unit alone starting. You got Jones, Washington, and uh, Pickens. You put on the Rams, you got Stafford, uh, Kendrick, and uh, and uh, McClendon. Uh, you know, just over and over throughout the league. The only team that has more people in the pros right now than us is Alabama. Mm. They had a head start. We're going to pass their ass pretty quick. I want to mention three of those guys because I was going to mention Cook and Stafford just for the great years that they had, Coach. But Roquan Smith, what he's still doing with the Ravens right now, is pretty darn special. And there's there's some Georgia connections there beyond him too. Uh, but the other – Leonard Floyd had a fantastic year for the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, shout out Dodge County. Really good. And, of course, we'll see uh, Ben Cleveland – plays for the Ravens and of course coach Munkin yep. and coach McDonald, both uh, Georgia background, both the coordinators. And the last one, Roddy, cause I thought you were going to do this. Chris Conley emerging from somewhere with a 49ers uniform and making Mike 17, a, baby, m- making a clutch catch. I had no idea he was on yeah, that. Mike, you got him and you got Robert bill and you got the, the tight end that plays on all the special teams from up here. And Charlie Warner. Charlie Warner, so uh, three guys on one team there. That's over and over. You see that. I love to watch those games when they. And you know, 
a guy was saying the other night because Shanahan was the coach when the Falcons were ahead and they didn't and they got beat from when the Patriots came back. Going into that game the other night, he was one and twenty nine when his team was behind by five or more points in the fourth quarter, and finally they won a game like that. That's hard to believe. That's nuts. And I think you're, uh, if I'm reading this correct, Georgia's guaranteed to have another player get a Super Bowl ring. So, uh-huh. yeah, That's I hated that for me the other day when he had that fumble, uh-huh. tough play on the goal line. But uh, I know Coach Coach Reed likes him, and he lost him in free agency and got him back this year. So uh, he's a big part of that team, and Taylor Swift likes him too. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. As speaking of uh, uh, good things to come and things you got to give a second chance to, if you haven't had a chance to swing by your pie, I want you to go out there, uh, order on your app, order online, however you want to do it. Call them directly, order one of the pizzas, try their new four cheese pizza or their new double pepperoni pizza. Um, give them a shot. Pick them up at free agency. Just go right to them. You will be pleased. Now, the founders of Your Pie, huge Georgia fans, uh, Drew and Natalie French, you got to uh, support them because they support the Bulldogs in a huge way. But there's also like 70 locations. So you don't have to be just in Athens or just in Ackworth or just in LaGrange or just in, you know, outside of Atlanta. They're all over the place. And of course, you know, they're all franchises and you'll be supporting the local franchisee. But Again, if you want pizza, don't go to these chains that uh, have no connection to the University of Georgia and the uh, owners and uh, founders aren't rooting for Georgia. Go to a place that has the best pizza and also support your team. And they have a fantastic program where if you use the app, the download the Europe app, and I know you're sick of having apps on your phone, but this one actually is worth it because you get a lot of points very quickly. And they're like, you know, uh, like Sky Miles, you know, or your travel awards. They add up super fast, and if you do it on Tuesday, and you can order a pizza for tomorrow, Friday, whenever, uh, or you can order salads or sandwiches, those points will be double today, and then you are able to uh, get free pizzas, free drinks, free brownies, free gelato, uh, free breadsticks, all sorts of great things when you use the Europi app. So uh, use them when you get the chance. also want to mention our friends at Academia Brewing Company. They have a lot of new stuff out there that you got to check out. Uh, right now they have a ridiculous burger out there. Uh, you want the perfect burger, try their bacon avocado burger. Okay. It's, uh, loaded with bacon, fresh avocado, cheddar cheese, lettuce, uh, chipotle ketchup, uh, comes with, you know, fries. Of course their fries out there are fantastic. I mean, coach can vouch for the fries. The fries are really good. And, uh, right. New beer. They always have new beers out there. There's a new, uh, IPA out there that <laughs> has a little bit about a spice to it. It's, uh, uh, got a little habanero in it. So if you want a little spicy beer, check out the uh, habanero IPA out at uh, Academy Brewing Company. There's, of course, you can get a flight where you can try four different beers. You'll be absolutely blown away by the depth and breadth of the new beer selection out at Academia Brewing Company every time you go out there. So check Academia Brewing Company, ABC. When, you go, when you're on the east, uh, west side of Athens, you will not be disappointed. Let's get to some questions from UGASports.com. And, Coach, some of these are going to follow up on our defensive back discussion because we teed that up. So, Bush Dog wants to know your thoughts on what Ja'Cory Thomas needs to improve on most this offseason to have a shot at that second safety spot. 
you know, I don't want to get too technical there, but I mean, it just got to get, get in the fire, you know, uh, play and uh, be with the better units and show that he can make the plays and make the calls. He's got the ability. And as I mentioned, he's, he's very physical and just uh, got to jump in there and uh, take the bull by the horns when you get the opportunity. From Steel Dog, in your coaching career and great knowledge of quarterbacks and offenses, how much did you help with the defensive side of the ball, and especially at the secondary? Do defensive coaches solicit your advice because of your offensive acumen, and do you offer opinions with, with some zeal? Well, I mean, if you're going to be in charge of a team, you better know every, everything about every position and every – some people know more about others than, than others, but uh, – you know, I was always – the guys had to tell me what their grades were, why they did it. I watched the tape. I made suggestions, and I always met with the defense uh, on Tuesday and went over the game plan, uh, what I thought they were presenting and what I thought we needed to do to stop and also mention what we were going to have to do based on what our offense could do, but uh, heavily involved with defense special teams. Uh, you know that I was a punter in college, so – I was always involved in the special teams planning when I was a kicker. So uh, you got to do all that. But as far as helping people, uh, I don't know if I help them, but they ask me to look at tape sometime and ask them what I think about it and what do you think they're going to do, attack this coverage or something like that. But it's not like they're standing in line asking me what I think anymore. I mean, but uh, I just uh, – my. Biggest thing they ask me about now is player evaluations. Well, we know what Kirby Smart represents for a defensive coach and a defensive mind, but I've heard him say a few times how beneficial it was for him to be a running backs coach, to coach on the offensive side of the ball and get that perspective. I'll tell you two guys that come to mind in my career that could coach any position would be Kirby Smart and Doug Dickey. Uh, the, the coach that coached at Tennessee and Florida, uh, watching them on the field. Now there's a lot of coaches that could do that, but uh, Kirby knows everything about every position and they really heavily involved. And, and if you better know what you're doing, if you start, start talking to him about anything, cause he'll challenge your ass. Yeah. Question scared to talk football with him. Question from 1970 dog. Can you speak to Jamal Jarrett's conditioning and if you think he'll be in the shape he needs to be in to be a factor on the defensive line this season? Yeah, I mean, that, that, it's just natural when a guy's heavier that people are going to bring that out, and it's certainly something that he's got to work on. He started behind the eight ball because he came in here really big, you know, after Christmas of the first year, the first semester last year. So, But he's worked at it, and he's got some pride and – Coach Scott's got him going, and Coach uh, Sinclair works with him extra. And uh, he knows that's his ticket to success is being able to play more than two or three plays in a row. So I think he he understands that. And the one thing I'd point out to everybody listening to this or watching it, there's such a high value in everybody. And, well, you know, if he doesn't play the first week, then, you know, the guy's not – and I'm just overstating this, but he's a bust. Yeah. It's really hard to play as a freshman and really be a contributor. I mean, very difficult. You know, we had a place kicker do it this year. We had Malachi do it, but uh, it's hard 
And uh, so show a little patience. And uh, the same thing's true with the coaches talking among each other. You know, you, you right away you get a feeling about a guy and you, you need to, you know, keep always keep an open mind that the guy might develop. And that's what I meant about the coaches, new coaches being in here will help some of these secondary guys because they don't have an opinion on them. Pierce Outlaw, and I think he's referencing the flirting with the portal that Humphrey and Harris did. Do you think that Georgia may wait a little bit longer to announce who gets that number two spot to avoid someone transferring out of spring? Do you think that that goes into fall, the competition? Well, I mean, it could, it's, but the players know, uh, as far as announcing, they know based on the reps they get, based on how they're producing in practice, and the opportunities or the money that somebody else would offer them. So if, if you didn't have that out there, I'm sure they wouldn't announce it, but, uh, um, but it's not going to make any difference. I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have some guys leave in the spring because I think some of them just came back with the opportunity, knowing what they have here and they'd love to play here, but they're going to see what their chances are after they get their chance. UGA alum 95 is asking if you think that Georgia may go for a safety in the portal since they went after downs. I'm going to tack on one to that too. We know Georgia tried to get a fourth quarterback in the portal and USC ended up with that one. So those two positions, you think Georgia's looking at that in the portal or is it just, you got to be the right player? I think it's uh, kind of like a pro team. You've got your draft board and the best available player as compared to a position need. So all of a sudden, if some really high-rated player come, becomes available at safety or quarterback that we didn't have on our board, we'd certainly look at it. But I don't think it's near the priority that uh, maybe a D lineman might be or as far as our depth is concerned. But, again, injuries in the spring, portal from our people, we'll see. But – there's not many people left because the, the ones that can come are only from Washington or uh, Alabama now because of their 30-day window. I suppose Arizona, because their coach left. Oh, yeah, Arizona. On that level, you know, would there be someone you wanted? Just Arizona or San Jose State. I mean, those – and then Michigan, if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, which I hear from some of my buddies tonight that that's what he's going to do. Um breaking it here on uh, our 6.30 show. Uh, <laughs> there'll be some Michigan guys. I'm telling you, Michigan's roster is going to be 40-some seniors, eight guys declared for the draft, uh, six or seven in the portal. They're going to have a total remake of Michigan. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. I still think uh, one reason Ohio's – Asterisk beside their uh, national championship when the NCAA lowers the boom on them. But I think I think their national championship galvanized Ohio State people to go for it all right now this coming year. No question. It reminds me exactly about the red elephants over at Alabama when Spurrier won a couple years in a row and they said enough is enough and they started going 85 and a 35 when DuBose was a the coach there and mm. they got all those players and they ended up beating Florida at Florida and uh, – then they got on probation too, but it's a similar situation, but now you can do it legally. Yep. 
This uh, question from Bulldog that, Ice. You remember that, Roddy? I do. I do. I remember all the mics. Was was like three in a row or three three mics? Mike Price, Mike Price, Mike Dubose, and Mike Shula. Yeah. Question from Bulldog Ice. Yeah. Co coach, can you tell us why some coaches don't like left-handed quarterbacks? Well, I don't know. I've never heard that. Uh, I like a lefty. I don't know. Can he expand on that? Uh, That's I'm all I have here. on it. I would imagine like, we talk tennis all the time. You get a lefty server, that's hard to compete against. If you get a yeah. lefty that's an accurate passer, that's a different look. Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, maybe that's just something that's going around that I haven't caught up with, but I, I like lefties. Well, they switch them out whether or not they're on the field or the boundary, you know. Uh, this question from Dylan on Facebook. Do you think Nitro Tuggle, Dwight Phillips Jr., Chauncey Bills, or any of the new offensive playmakers get in, potentially even start this year? Well, running back-wise, just a lot of it depends on uh, Robinson's health. Uh, you know, how is he going to be uh, coming back uh, from that injury? But uh, – we br we're bringing in some special guys, Nate Frazier, among which, you know, a lot like Cook can do so many things. And then uh, we we got uh, certainly ETN, too. So, I mean, our running back room will have some potential there that for sure. But, you know, I think any of those freshmen, if they can play special teams, will get a shot because they're so athletic. Our special teams next year are going to be so good that really scary. I mean, the punter's back, the place kicker's back. He can kick off. Uh, you know, we, we bring in a new snapper from UCLA. Plus, we've got one that's on scholarship. I just think our special team, and then you add Evans running back kicks. I mean. Yeah, or, or K.J. Bolden. Let him yeah. get a shot or two. Yeah, it's going to be Here's good. another question from Evan Grimes. Coach says, what's the ideal speed you would want in a defensive back? And it seems Kirby goes crazy over the speed, but there's, there's also size. Here's the thing that everybody needs to remember. It's kind of like when you hear about these recruits, they say, well, he benches 300. I mean, maybe he does and maybe he doesn't. You got to be stronger than Ajax to be bench press 300. So, and, oh, he runs a 425. Let me tell you something. I hadn't seen a guy run a 425 ever here at Georgia. Champ Bailey probably the fastest guy that I know, but now they got these lasers, but very seldom, Washington. very, very seldom you get a guy that runs a four, three, but uh, you know, Keely Ringo had it, but I would say four. if you can't run four, four playing corner, you better be able to be a good guesser on the coverage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you better be able, cause those guys lining up against you running that. Yeah, that's a good point. A good question here from Randy. Uh, uh, see that? Kennedy? Kennedy. Randy. Randy asked, uh, early projections have Georgia winning at all. Who's better? Who's your money on coach to win a championship? When you're looking at the other teams out there, who are you, who are you worried about? I'm looking at Ohio State grabbing everybody out of the portal that they can come up with, but who else are you thinking about? Baltimore Ravens. No, uh I just think that uh, with our schedule, we're going to have to avoid injury and have some people develop. But as I mentioned in the get-go, 
getting Ratledge and Trust back, fortify that line as far as experience and Stackhouse and Brinson, same thing on the D line. But it's linebacker core we got in special teams. Uh, I think we got the toughest team on our schedule, in my opinion, right now is Texas at Texas. Ole Miss, if their guys start bonding together, I mean, all these guys start comparing how much money they're making. There's going to be some pissed off players that are on their team. So maybe they'll um, know each other's name by the time they get to the Georgia game. Uh, Ohio State's certainly going to have new situation, got a new coordinator. I think Coach Day got to adjust. He's been the play caller, and now he's going to have Bill O'Brien calling the plays, a new system. But they certainly got some guys come back that kind of like Chubb and Michelle did that, you know, helped their team. They're running back, coming back, Henderson. Uh, so I think Ohio State will be right up there. Penn State's got some good players uh, in that league. And then, of course, Oregon really, really has fortified their team on the you talk about a team that's got the NIL rolling. Phil Knight is in a different atmosphere out there with that. And just keep an eye on Texas, too. That's me. I just said Texas. Right. Did you hear me take that? I know. I'm just saying. Uh, Did you, 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 you get yours? I'm giving mine. I'm allowed to answer, too. Did you miss it or not? Tell, tell me. I agree. I'm just saying that's. No, let me just say what Texas. I, Those are my two. I, the first thing I said was that Texas worried me more than anybody. So did you hear me say that I'm busting? I did. I heard you say okay. that. I'm just. Right. I was agreeing. Okay. When you said it, I was backing you up. I just like. I mentioned Ohio State first, so hey, that's, that's the other one I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Oregon. Oregon, come on. Penn State, are you drunk again? Hey, getting Penn State. I'm just telling you, Penn State's going to be tough. Oh man, yeah. and they they need it so bad. <laughs> I mean, just. So many years of losing Ohio State 12, and Michigan. They just – 12 months pregnant. They could ever come, come around. James Franklin, 12 months pregnant. Yeah, exactly. They, With a 12-team player, don't sleep on LSU either. Nussmeyer is a good quarterback. They better get some defensive players, that's for sure. But bringing in that guy from Missouri, you know, he's got a good scheme. But uh, really ironic that 2021 he was coaching the linebackers at LSU and – Coach Kelly came in and didn't keep him, and now he got the coordinator job at Missouri, and now two years later he's a coordinator at LSU. Well, we talked about defensive backs all during this show. Most of my adulthood, it's been Florida and LSU developing all the defensive backs, and now I think that's probably Ohio State and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ohio, State, Ohio State has had – the players, I don't think they've been coached anywhere near like ours are uh, based on the the way they've uh, played, you know, in the game. But they've had the athletes there, that's for sure. J-Row says, says, Coach Donnan, Falcons are looking for a head coach. Are you interested? Oh, me. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I uh, You know – that thing Jim Harbaugh says, who's got it better than us? I mean, that's the way I feel about me right now. Except for my wife not being with me. Who's got it better than me? I like it. I got it good. I mean, you get to that's hang out with way. us every week. What's better than that? Yeah, that's 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 in the package, but it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't talking think about, that's leading the package, but. Talking about my kids, my grandkids, the Georgia Bulldogs playing tennis. I mean, 
I got it. Got it made. Hi, right, folks. Uh, that's all the time we have for this week's show. We appreciate everybody tuning I'm in. Joke. One joke, just 2024, one joke. Okay, let's go. Bring this, it. Guy, this guy had set, six kids, and he just had his seventh. And he asked his wife, said, you know, this this kid doesn't look at all like our first six. Can you tell me whose this is? She said, yours. <laughs> oh. Let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn and after dark. <laughs> oh, dark. that's a pretty good joke. Uh, I, I, got, I got one along those lines, but it is not a clean joke. I'll tell you off that the was, air. That was fairly clean. It was clean. That was clean. I, that was very clean. And it's a simple one, coach. That's the key to it. Like, right, it's very cool. few. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. I, I should have been ready for that. I did, did, I, I, I did tell the one about the saint on there, didn't I? You did. You did. Yeah, I, I love the same sure one. That was good. All right. Well, happy new year. Uh, hey, if you can. Check out that NIL. Also, go watch the dogs play tomorrow night, 6.30 against LSU. Uh, got a good team, need your support. And uh, watch these all these spring sports make you really happy. Go out and watch all these different teams. Our softball team's going to be good. Looking forward to baseball, golf, and tennis. I mean, we got a lot rolling there. I mean, a guy that was committed to play tennis at Georgia, Roddy, made it to a fourth round of, of Australian Open. Yeah, I mean, that just makes you sick. I mean, I'm happy for him, but he could have been playing number one for us, and then our number one player from last year went pro. But we would have yeah. won the national championship. I mean, it's like losing, you know, like with Beck going out or something. You know what I mean? It's just tough on tennis. But congratulations to Manny Diaz uh, getting in the Southern Tennis uh, Hall of Fame on Saturday night. I went over there with my daughter, Tammy. And you know what makes you feel good is one thing to be acknowledged there. But there was about 30 of his ex-players there that came oh, wow. and rec and to, just to be with him and share the moment. And that's what I talk about. And the fact that they still call him coach and he's their coach. The guy's won 39 SEC championships. I mean, he's just uh, John Wooden of tennis, man. John Wooden of tennis. Uh, he, he's the best. And folks, go see it. And like I said, tune into the basketball game against LSU. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Bulldogs are oh, they're good in basketball. It's been a while since we could say that, but right. Mike White has a lot of fun stuff going on over there. We have full coverage at ujsports.com. We have previews before every game. We have interviews after each game. Uh, you won't find any more coverage than you have at ujsports.com. And then, of course, we cover ba uh, baseball, too. So it should be a fun baseball season. Anthony Dasher lives in that baseball stadium. Uh, nobody else does it. So if you want great coverage of not just football and recruiting, Check out the uh, basketball and baseball from ugasports.com. So, anyway, we'll be back next Tuesday, hopefully at our normal time at noon. We will see you then. Take care. <laughs>